Welcome to the Talking Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, William Cheshire. And in this podcast, I speak with impact-driven founders and share their real-time stories about how their solutions have a positive impact on society. This is a show for founders, investors, and all individuals looking for some positivity and optimism about solving societal problems in the world today. You can expect to learn about some fantastic new products and services that have a positive impact. So let's dive in to this week's episode of the Talking Solutions Podcast. This edition of the Talking Solutions Podcast focuses on sustainable travel and making an impact on local communities. I'm chatting with the founder of Run the World out of Spain, Carol Sanchez, about how her company makes an impact through adventure and travel. This is something that I think is so cool as someone who has done their fair share of travel. And a problem that we see with travel and tourism is that it can be very unsustainable and at its worst, very wasteful with pollution. I think of places like Tulum that have been trashed by travelers partying too much or not making an effort to connect with the local community. And this is why I'm so excited to share Carol's solution with Run the World. And I think you'll all enjoy what she has to say about making an impact through travel. Let's dive in. Welcome into this edition of the Talking Solutions Podcast. I'm sitting here with the founder of Run the World. Ms. Carol Sanchez is with us today. Carol, how are you today? I'm very good. Thank you, Will. Nice to be here. Very happy uh, to be part of your project. Yes, joining us all the way from Spain, across the world on that front, across the pond, as we would say. And so we're kind of focusing on a European startup in this episode. And what they do is super, super cool. And Carol, why don't you just tell us a little bit about what Run the World does and, and why it's such a fantastic solution? Yes, of course. Thank you. Um, yeah, so when the world is actually a social company, we are uh, specialized in um, tourism, sustainable tourism. Uh, by, basically, we organize adventures, uh, which aim is to have an impact, an impact on local communities that we're going to visit and also on our travelers that we consider adventurers. Um, our, our adventures happen mainly in Africa. And, and Latin America, uh, Central and South America. And what we always do is combine three uh, big, big elements. Um, uh, local immersion, we always try to, to be close to the locals, to work with the local, to, to live with them, because we believe that's uh, the best way to know a culture, to meet, uh, to understand a, a country. Then we always uh, support and visit an, a charity, an NGO, uh, in the country that we, we go. So it's a way to see the world from a very authentic uh, and humble perspective. Um, so what we aim there is to, to, to understand the pro- problematics of a, a country, of a region, and also the solution that uh, many great people are offering around the world. So this is the second aspect that is very key. And the third one would be that we all we love sports. Our team is made of uh, sports addicts. And what we, what we do is always organizing a challenge uh, during uh, the week or the two weeks of our adventures. Uh, maybe you want an example. It would help, right? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so what we would do, for example, is we partner with an a NGO in, in Sierra Leone, which is uh, which name is Three Child. It's a, U, a British 
um, organization. We, we work in Asia and 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 um, and many countries of Africa. But we, we was born in a uh, in Sierra Leone, and we partner with them in uh, the organization of a marathon. Uh, you can run there uh, between five to ten, twenty-one k's until a marathon. And you, during the week you spend there in Sierra Leone, you would uh, know, you would visit the schools that they help build and, and uh, train uh, teacher there. You would meet the family. You would uh, dance with uh, with uh, the musicians. You would do lots of activity to understand uh, how they live, but also uh to to enjoy the country and this their culture and and then end the, the trip with a beautiful challenge uh which is uh, the race so that's what we do in Sierra Leone in Madagascar we would organize a cycling trip to 200k's with uh during in in, in six uh stages it's a trip that lasts 11 days and we would go there and and support an NGO called Agua de Coco uh, like um, coconut water, that would be the translation in in English, and and we just also meet the family, meet the the kids that are supported by the NGO, uh, go and and visit uh, the the um, for example, uh, I don't know how you you call that, you know, the place where kids are protected from a uh, uh, you know it's like a home but for kids that don't have their parents. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. Like, uh, and here in the US, we call it like foster care. Yes, that's it. That's exactly it. So, mm -hmm, like, yeah. always, we always do this kind of, of experience and, and, and um, I would say activities, but from a very optimistic and humbling uh, perspective. It's, uh, we, we don't aim at uh, showing hard things for the sake of it, but we just want to, to, to understand and to see the reality as well as uh, the positive impact of, of this organization that are working hard there to, to make a difference. So basically what we want is to, it's to, uh, sorry, you were about to say something. No, don't let me uh, interrupt your thought process. <laughs> Go ahead and, and keep no. going. Basically what you want is to, is to offer or to, to kind of implement a new kind of tourism not only sustainable in the sense that we try to work with uh, with uh, ethical partners we try to uh, to uh, to support the locals instead of international companies but also we aim at at living life-changing experiences that will make people come back home and say okay maybe when i have a shower i can uh, i can uh, turn off the you know the water while I, I'm just using the soap because not because only that other part of the world uh, are lacking of water but also because the fact to clean the water is a protect that consume energy that make our earth uh, less uh, less rich and that is not sustainable long term so it's it's basically we we try to change minds mindsets through this kind of trips. So yeah, that's what you do. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously for me, I'm a little bit biased, right? You know, I travel quite a lot. I love to do it. And, and it's interesting out there for those that don't know, you know, kind of backpacking and that type of traveling where you kind of go and you spend, you know, more than just a, a holiday or a vacation, if you will, where you spend a week and sit on a beach at a resort and 
things of that nature as well. That's all great. I mean, that's relaxing and fantastic. But, you know, there are a lot of other ways, and especially within the last decade plus, where people have kind of taken off traveling, whether that's through backpacking or going to more remote areas uh, in part of these countries, whether that's Latin America, like you said, or maybe Southeast Asia or Africa. Uh, and I think being able to combine the impact of positive things that you're doing to give back to the community, in addition to being able to scratch that sport itch that you got, you know, the need to go out for adventure and, and travel is, is something that's really cool and a great idea and a, and a great solution to kind of help impact these local communities in a positive way. Because I don't know about you, Carol, but, you know, sometimes I feel like travelers or people that go out and travel all the time, like don't have the best reputation, right? I mean, I know certainly in Mexico and especially in the Tulum area and, you know, that area called Cancun and Playa del Carmen. And, you know, there's a, a bit of a stigma about the people that, that go there. They pollute, they leave trash, they party all the time and stuff like that. So, you know, I do think that sometimes, you know, there's a bit of um, a bad stereotype that's kind of attached to uh, travelers as well. Yes, absolutely. Actually, you know what? I had this conversation with this uh, amazing lady. She was actually from uh, Ecuador, Ecuador, but she, she used to live uh, many years in the U.S. She was a teacher in the U.S. Like a, she, she's got a Ph.D. in, a, in a Latino American culture. And she, she was back to her home country and, and she, she created this amazing project. And, and, and we were chatting about partnering and, and organizing some, something around there. And she told me, you know what? We don't want to have tourists here. We want to have travelers. And, and that was the, the difference, uh, the one that you just mentioned, the, the mass tourism, the partying, and which, which is fine uh, if you really like it. But I think that you can do that at home. And there are so many things to discover, to enjoy, and, and to do to make it, to leave it a better place. When you go to some uh, more humble countries, uh, that I think it, it's worth the pain to to experience it, to experience it at least once and see what what you feel like, you know, what it feels like. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because it is such a different experience, right? Like like you said, you can just kind of party at home. And again, if you want to go out and you're traveling, I mean, it's fine to have some drinks. You know, that, that's totally fine. What's the where the problem comes into play is, you know, when you have these massive parties on a beach, you know, or uh, I, I have not experienced this, so I could be wrong. So don't take it, you know, verbatim. But you know, the full moon party in Thailand, you know, it's just like a giant party, and trash can get left places, and you know, not exactly in the most um, pristine condition. And that can cause problems for the locals, and and that kind of leads me to my next question. That I'd be cu curious to hear your answer to Carol, because obviously, you know, what you all are doing is is fantastic. You're going to these kind of remote areas, and then you're working within these NGOs, and you're working within the local communities to kind of give back and, and show your appreciation for allowing you to kind of travel and experience that area as well. What do some of the locals say uh, about kind of people that travel and backpackers or travelers or tourists or whatever that be? Like, what is kind of their thought process on it? And what do they kind of think when you all come down there? And, and then, of course, what their maybe general view of travelers are? Okay, that's a great question. You know, it depends a lot of, of, of the country and, and uh, I mean, the, the, the level of, of tourism that are, are reaching this, this country. Most of our destination in, in Africa are, I mean, people are so kind and, and welcoming. We, we just basically, we, we look funny to them, a bit 
fun. We know, you know, uh, with our sports our outfit, like sometimes coming with, you know, the helmet for when you're doing a cycle tour. Um, and we are different physically. Uh, so for normally kids are laughing while you, while you are uh, getting close to them, uh, but most of, of the of the people we meet are so uh, happy to have us there. The, also, I have to say that I think that our community and people who, who sign up for that kind of of trip are normally open-minded, very respectful. It's not always the case, you know, but most of the time it is. And, you know, they just uh, want to share. They don't uh, get there from a paternalist or patronizing, um, you know, place. So it's always very, very uh, beautiful, the connection. And, you know, all of our travelers uh, told me in the past that uh, the trip they did with us, the adventure was the most important trip in their life. Not not the most comfortable, I think, but the most uh, the most important because you know they they really connected with themselves, with nature, with people. So they, they I think that it's it's an important uh, part the fact that you get to really connect with the locals. Yes, I love that, right? Like you get to go in and you really get to know the locals and you get to understand the culture and then you get to do things around the community that they do on a regular basis and really immerse yourself. And then that leads to the point that you mentioned um, earlier about, hey, you're in the shower and you're kind of like, oh, maybe I should turn the water off when I soap up. Is it really necessary? You know, and, and it makes you kind of think a little bit on that front once you kind of get that perspective from others around. And so I think that that's one of the coolest things about um what you all are doing on that front and and that'll lead us into the next um kind of conversation that i want to have is is to talk a lot about the work that you're doing and, and how you kind of set this up and and why you kind of started this and what kind of popped in your head to to kind of get this going on that front so let's talk a little bit about that solution a little bit first and foremost like you know where did you start this and, and when were you kind of like ah, oh, i can make an impact through travel you know when when did this all kind of start for you Let's jump into my book recommendation for this week, shall we? This week, I want to highlight the book Profit First by Mike Michaelowitz. It's a great read to learn about some beneficial practices that you should consider implementing to manage the finances within your company and business. The book teaches you that you should be focusing on ensuring you're making a profit that is appropriate for your company at the time. Obviously, you can't run a business if it doesn't make money. And its argument is that by not paying yourself and company first, you're prone to spend more money than you have, which results in, again, you're not paying yourself enough or reinvesting in the company enough to survive. And this leads to your business going under, which is not something any of us want. It's an interesting approach and worth the read if you're looking to change up your financial approach to your company. Now, Let's get back in to how Carol and Run the World are providing a solution to have more impact while traveling. Yeah, so Will, I'm a bit like you. I love exploring the, the world. I'm passionate about other cultures and it has always been something uh, inside of me, you know, the, the, the will to, to be uh, close to people that are different to me. So that, I think that was like the base of the idea. And then I did this, uh, I, I'm sure you, you've heard about it and 
and it's called the Camino de Santiago, the you know the Saint James Way in north of Spain, which is a, a kind of pilgrimage uh, that you can do for religious reason, for uh, for for sport reason, just because you just experience uh, a loss. But it's it's a beautiful experience. Thirty day walking from thirty kilometers walk every day. Uh, and it's a combination of m meeting people from all over the world, um, traveling, uh, doing sport, exercising, and 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 growing, like developing personally. And this trip was really uh, life changing to me because I realized uh, the power of sport, the power of 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 travel. And yeah, and I also I met a good friend, uh, Blake Balls, with with. A guy from California who is has a company of it's called Unschool uh, Unschool Kid Adventure, and he organized life changing trips for kids that don't go to school and and I don't know the sum of, of both were very important in in my process. But I would say that maybe I, I come from a business background. I'm from France, but I lived in in Spain for many years, and I. I study business and, and, you know, management, sales, everything about that. But I, 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 I had a hard time when I was 28. I, I had a breakup and, and I, I, leave, I left my company and everything. And I traveled to Brazil and did this volunteering in a, in a small educational center in a favela in Rio de Janeiro. And, and the, the first day I arrived, I had all these kids uh, around coming around me to say hi and hugging me like 10, 15 kids, just very, very, um, uh, how can I say that? Very uh, kind and very welcoming too. And the emotions that came out from this were so strong that I realized that when you are volunteering or when you're doing something that you think that will help all others, it just help you. Uh, so, somehow it feeds your ego, I bet. But if you go a bit further, it's it's uh, it's far deeper. You you can get so much from that, and and that's that's more or less the sum of passion for sport, traveling, uh, this volunteering experience that was so life changing to me that made run the world uh, uh, born. You know that that created the idea of, of run the world. Yes, it created the possibility of run the world and now is enlightening the minds of so many different travelers who are going on their most important trips, as they say, and which is awesome and super, super cool. Um, and so, Carol, on that front, let, let's hear a little bit about like the mission driven purpose of it, because I know that for you, that's really important that you're creating a positive impact. I know that you all work with NGOs and you look for um, organizations to partner with. You focus a lot on the UN sustainability goals and trying to work with that. And, you know, you do things to kind of offset the carbon footprint of all the travel and stuff as well. So I think that that's really cool. So if you want to just, I guess, share maybe some of the organizations that you work with and, and how you maybe get in touch with these organizations and say, hey, look, we want to come down and, and work with you for a little while. I think that would be uh, really cool to share. Yes, uh, of course. That's a very important part, actually. That's the center. We want to have a significant impact. We want to make a difference, a real one. And that's why we choose uh, NGOs that are medium-sized, small to medium-sized, uh, but that are registered, audited, 
and that are like uh, supported by a public uh, public administration. You know, we want them to be uh, solid because we want them to have a long-term impact. So that's the first thing. We also we mainly uh, work in, as I told you, in in in, a, in, in South Country, which are the the former name, the new name of former developing countries, um, and and most of them are have to still fight to uh, to get to this uh, development sustainable development goals, the most basic one like uh, fighting against uh, um, hunger education quality education gender equal equality uh, these are three of the most important goals for us you know or basic else also is very important because i think that's the needs that we found in these countries um and also we we are for example going to costa rica uh, where we're doing lots of environmental stuff uh, for example around the coral restoration so it's more or less all around uh, basic needs in Africa and in, in Latin America, education and also environmental causes. Normally, all these organizations do projects around many subjects, you know, but they are that's the, the focus of their actions. And um, how we get in touch with them? So basically, we, we, I used to work in an NGO myself, in a charity in Spain, a hospital clown, uh, you know, uh, using theater to, uh, to, to, uh, to improve your emotions. And we, we, it's a small world, you know, you get to know lots of people. And, and, and I think that my network got very, uh, I mean, lots of altruistic and, and altruistic people and people working in that field. So that, that's how we got in touch with them at first. Then sometimes this organization reached out to us when they, they, they discover us in Instagram um, or, any, or, or by any uh, channels. And you know what they search mainly is the, the, this kind of organization that are not the big one, you know, like the Red Cross or UNICEF or they do first, the first difference is that they do uh, direct um, help, you know, the, the, basically they, they work on the projects themselves. They don't uh, give money to other organizations that would do the project. And the, the lack of visibility, they don't have a budget for advertising, for massive communication. So they, they want, they need some people to uh, to raise their voice uh, for, for them, you know, to support them. So they, they want visibility and fundings, obviously very important for them to uh, continue their their actions. Their actions. So uh, what we do with them is that we normally incorporate in our pack, our travel packs, a part of donation for them. There's always a percentage of it that goes to the to the NGO. The second uh, thing is that we encourage and our travelers, our adventurers, to create fundraising pages like crowdfunding uh, to uh, raise money for 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 the project they're gonna visit there. So you know, lots of of us when we are asked to participate in a charity to support a charity. 
the, the biggest problem we have is that we don't know where the money is going to go. We don't know exactly what's going to happen with it and, and where it's going to go. So this is a way to not only see uh, what's going to happen, but really also sometimes choose which project you're going to support with your money. So that, that's what we do. And, and you also asked about the uh, 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 carbon footprint. This is something that we are still working on. You know, we always try to to make the the right choices in terms of uh, if merchandising, of places where we go to to uh, eat. You know, we, we try to to always search the most sustainable place available. Sometimes it's not perfect. For example, in Sierra Leone, we don't uh, find uh, water. That is not in plastic uh, bags, not even bottles, but small bags. And for the footprint, we we support our travelers to uh, to uh, use, uh, you know, this calculating, um, you know, how you say that, to know what their footprint will be and to compensate it. We do it for oh, our. Oh yeah, like that that carbon know, footprint calculator that you kind of get as well. Exactly. Right? We do do it for our staff, and we invite our our customer to do the same. We try to make them conscious around that. Awesome, yeah, that's so cool to kind of make them aware. I mean, you're never going to be perfect, right? I mean, it, I mean, quite literally, almost everything we do is some type of emission. Um, but I think the goal and the key is is doing your best to be cognizant and, and aware of all the emissions that you're doing, and then actively working to reduce them. So I think that that's really cool that. You all are doing that on that front, whether that's, you know, hey, calculate your carbon footprint or, or hey, maybe get one of those filtered water bottles, right? Where you can kind of get the water in and then it filters the water for you down. I mean, those things are pretty cool. I used to take those into the mountains and stuff when I was camping and just go into the river yes. and boom. Yes, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So I know what you mean. I actually, we, we, we provided uh, these kind of bottles uh, for one trip. But the problem is that you you don't uh, get to find fountains or, or current waters in some places so yeah you know, that's a good point so and and especially for example in madagascar there are some some places where there's absolutely no water for the village so you don't uh, get to have yours you, you need to buy it in a, another one so yeah yeah that's, uh, that's so a scratch that idea i guess that's privilege of location then you know it's a it's a privilege of where you are you know obviously where i'm from in the pacific northwest in the us is one of my opinion the most beautiful parts on the planet you know we got loads of big mountains and the water and no shortage of rivers and things of that nature as well so that's fantastic what i really love out of that and what you were talking about is just the the intention behind each trip it sounds like it sounds like you don't just take a trip and then figure it out it's like no we're intentionally going to be traveling here and then what we're going to be doing is these are some NGOs that you can participate in and you can donate with. Hey, let's open a crowdfunding page or whatever that might be. Tell your friends, see if that they can contribute to this organization. And let's go down there, have some fun in sport, maybe run a marathon, do a long cycle trip. And and then also uh, spend some time getting to know the people and contributing to their you know local community and, and doing some things to, to be a bit more impactful on that front as well. So I think that's fantastic there um, on you. that front of what you all do. How long out? I mean, how long does it take to plan these things? Uh, you know, when's the next trip or, well, we'll talk about the next trip later, but how long out do you do you plan these and, and how often do you try to go? Okay, so, you know, it's been, so we started the company in 2018, then uh, COVID hits uh, everybody, so and us especially, I, I believe all the tourism industry. 
And so since uh, the end of 2021, we did three, three, three trips. We went to Costa Rica, then we went uh, to Senegal and, and more recently to Sierra Leone. And we're going back to Costa Rica and Madagascar by the end of the world year. But sorry, we're going to speak to about that later. But um, honestly, to, uh, to uh, create, to design a trip, it's, it's the, most, uh, the most fun part. Uh, it doesn't take so long. The, the, the difficulty is to create a trustful rela relationship with our partners. You know, it, it, there are huge uh, cultural gaps between uh, the country where we're going and, and where our customer and ourselves live. So we need to be sure we're working with people that will uh, be reliable, that will be there for us if we need anything. So uh, I think that we are very good at, at creating this long-term re stressful relationship, uh, but it, it takes time. It, it's not only uh, going once and saying, let's set up a trip, uh, call, working with this uh, other tour operator. It's, it's really going there, uh, shake hands, uh, explain what we want, go back, calling. It's it's a long, uh, long. It's quite, it's quite a, a, a very a repetitive task in this country. But it's it's really uh, fantastic also to to get to know this different way of of working. You know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, everybody works quite differently. I mean, I'm sure you and I have some work differences, you know, being American and then, you know, French and then you're spending time in, in Spain and Europe in general, right? So it's pretty fascinating on that front, let alone in Latin America or Africa or, or Asia as well. So I think that that's, um, you know, one of the more intriguing, like you said, fun parts, you know, it's like, hey, let's get to know the and then I'm sure after a little while, you, you can kind of create a little bit of friendships with these organizations as well. No? Oh, definitely. We, we went to Senegal in, in December. And we met this uh, incredible friend who is the owner of one of the restaurants. We go there, Giovanni. His name is Giovanni. And he, he, he keeps on, on contacting us and sending news of and picture of, of what he, he, fished, he, he, he had uh, fished the, the day before and talking about his family. You know, you, it's, it's very uh, genuine and, and, and kind relationship, very nice people. So, yeah, you get to really make uh, friends in that kind of adventures. Yeah, I love it. He just comes home and be like, hey, we fished today. This is what I got. This is what the family's doing. <laughs> Check it out. So <laughs> gets yeah. excited about it. He wants to tell you, oh, I love it. And that's, that's when you know you, you had a good impact when they're blowing you up all the time afterwards saying, come back or hey, check out, you know, what I have here on that front. Well, so I think that that's super, super cool. Just again, that whole process of kind of choosing and you go through the NGO, the fundraising, the travel. And then of course you get the adventure part with it as well. And that's what I'd like to give you a chance to explain a little bit just briefly right now too, is what are some of the, the cool adventures that you've done? I mean, you've mentioned, you know, running a marathon or you mentioned uh, cycling and, you know, what type of sport activities do y'all look for when you go for it? Because I know it's uh, quite adventurous and, and stuff like that as part of that mission too, to feed that passion. Personally, I love every sport. So I would do a sport of uh, a trip about uh, any activity in the world. And honestly, lots of our tra travelers, they are like uh, four by four, you know, they can do any kind of, of, of thing. They just like active, uh, active, active trip. They want, you know, we, we went to Costa Rica. It's a trip about mindfulness and yoga and, and uh, coral restoration, as I told you before, and, and other 
uh, other projects around uh, ocean conservation. And we thought that it would be like a calmer group, uh, <laughs> people more chilled who would like to be like more, you know, enjoying time and, and no, they, they, every day they would want to go for a run, uh, they would sign up for surf lessons, they would uh, go f want, wanted to go for a dive, uh, uh, walks, you know, tracks every day, every day. So we do um, either uh, multi-activity or uh, cycling and, and running for now. But I, I, I won't promise it would be the only uh, the only sports that we'll ever do, you know. Hopefully sometimes we do something around winter for, uh, I don't know, anything that, that we like and discover uh, around there, you know. Oh, yeah, what's available? Exactly. You know, the, the running and the cycling is kind of safe. You can do that in most parts of the world. And then you might show up and like you said, oh, I can do some windsurfing or hey, I can learn to scuba dive here or something like that or do some snorkeling or you know, ATV riding, you know, like so many, so many opportunities out there. So it's really cool that you can kind of get that passion for the adventure and kind of solidify that on that front as well. So Carol, let's um kind of discuss a little bit about, you know, ways that people can kind of participate in this, ways that they can sign up. And if not, you know, hey, where can they look to donate to some of these NGOs and these organizations that people are going on and stuff like that. So uh, I guess first and foremost on that front as well, um, where can people kind of go to get more information and to potentially, you know, be a traveler and an adventurer, if you will. Let's take a quick break as I want to share a travel recommendation I have for you all where you can go and experience some new culture, potentially volunteer and make a difference. So I had an absolutely wonderful experience in my time in Antigua, Guatemala, where the locals are easy to connect with connect with and there are loads of amazing activities to do in culture to experience you can hike up a volcano and be right next to an active volcano seeing the lava spewing out from the top or you can volunteer in local communities to help improve their access to clean water you can take spanish lessons to learn the local language experience the indigenous culture that is rich within guatemala and you can try some great coffee and if you're looking for a bit of an adventure but you're still looking for a little bit of comfort, then Antigua is a great place to start in some of your more adventurous travel. Now let's dive back into this podcast and learn more about how Run the World is making a difference through travel. Yeah, so you can either contact us through our Instagram account, which is runtheworld.co, not uh, .com, uh, or same for our website. We've got plenty of... of uh, Form around the around there. Uh, you can also uh, drop us an email at travel at runtheworld.co. Uh, and uh, yes, uh, so you, you can yes you can reach out. We you, we can tell you the different option you you get. Uh, and and what was the second part of your question? I'm sorry, you asked, uh, the, the next uh, adventure or no? Yeah, I mean, we could talk about that really just like what can people do to uh, to sign up, you know, if they are interested or if maybe, you know, where can they go to look for these fundraisers and things like that for the, the trips? Sorry, sorry, I, I forgot the second part, which was the most important one. Uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> the NGO, yes, basically, we, we are kind of um, the... We, we, we put our credibility in, in the hand of this organization. So we really make sure they work well. So if you, you have some um, 
the, you know, the will to be making a difference, to, to donate or to do something great, you know that this project will be visited by many people. So you will have a chance to get uh, a feedback on what, what, what is done there. So if you want to know more about our partnering organization, you can just check in every page, uh, every trip page in the website. You, you, you've got a presentation of, of who is the NGO, what they work in and everything. We got plenty of interviews of our partners in our Instagram uh, IGTV, you know. Uh, and uh, yes, that's more or less it. You, you can do a, a donation uh, directly to them or just uh, contact us and we will always connect you them we really um, make like transparency as a very it's it's at the center it's core for our business you know if uh, people want to make a difference and, and come from a very altruistic place we want to make sure that they're gonna get what they are looking for so we don't uh, receive the money of donation we give it directly to the NGO when it's this case and when it's in the travel pack, we that the donation part is included, uh, we get some certificate from the NGO for them for to show to show and prove that we've done uh, what we promised we will do. I love that. Yeah, they get that tangible evidence out there. Like here's the certificate from the NGO that says we made these donations just like we promised. So that's really nice and definitely something that kind of helps solidify some credibility on your end. Uh, not that anyone should doubt that. Anyway, uh, once, you know, they get to know the organization and stuff like that. But, you know, it's always good to have on that uh, front as well, just for that kind of the proof to have it on there. So I I would, I would be curious, you know, Carol, before, you know, we kind of wrap things up a little bit here. What have been some of the big challenges that you face with this? Because to me, it sounds like you do quite a lot, uh, you and uh, the other people that, that you're working with, because it's not only kind of putting together logistics for for travel and stuff like that, but then you have the organizations and then you have the whole COVID pandemic and then all of these kind of things adding up. So what what are some big challenges that you faced and, and how have you kind of gone about solving them? We are a so social business, so we don't practice the same margin as other uh, touristic uh, companies, but also we get more sympathy. Uh, from from um, socially responsible brands or companies, so uh, it it kind of balances the challenging of of uh, of, of finding uh, funds, you know, to uh, to support our project. But yeah, I would say that the biggest challenge is to create uh, a brand. You know, we are. I don't come from the touristic world. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur. And now my the rest of uh, Rent the World team comes from the touristic world or from sport world, so we kind of, of complement each other. But I think that um, the biggest challenge is is uh, to get visibility. So that's why I really appreciate that uh, platform like yours and the job you are doing is part of the of of the you know of the change you know because you are uh, giving us a voice uh, we are trying to, to to do a good job but without people like you we can't be seen so uh yeah that's what i i would say i i want to congratulate you and 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 uh, thank you for what you're doing too because I, i'm 
I will be following uh, you and 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 uh, and trying to find out other interesting uh, projects now. You know that I know you. I appreciate that. I appreciate the kind words on that front. You know, for me, it's the opposite. I get fired up and I enjoy uh, talking to people like yourself who who are creating solutions to some problems. And in this case, you're providing a solution to that problem of unsustainable travel, which really is a lot of the travel that we do. And so you're you're kind of bringing a spot to come back. And most importantly, too, what I also like that we didn't really address as much uh, on that front is, is the the getting to know people, you know, for people that don't travel and, and kind of embrace themselves in that culture. It is a, a big thing for perspective. Obviously, I know it's a big cliche. Everybody always talks about that. But, you know, cliches exist for a reason sometimes. And, um, you know, to go out and and really get to know people in their culture and where they're from changes your perspective and changes your ideas and the way that you approach certain things. And I think you become more receptive to people that are different from you because a lot of people can be a lot different than you, but that doesn't mean that you can't get along with them or, you know, find common ground or um, things of that nature as well. So I appreciate those words. Um, (laughs) I agree. And, And just to add something that I think that people like you and me connected because we we add this common interest and, and lots of people are like-minded uh, and we don't know what they're doing for the world. And, you know, it's a great opportunity to meet uh, like-minded people, altruistic, sporty, uh, travel- travelers and adventurers. So it's, it's also about meeting people that look like you and that you couldn't uh, reach without this kind of opportunity. So, yeah, I think it's part of uh, also the, the experience. Yeah, and speaking of the people and the adventurers and the travelers, and they come from all over the world, right? I know we have a lot of Spanish, obviously, since you you all are based in Spanish, but I know you have other Europeans and some Americans and South Americans and all that good fun, too. So it sounds like everybody who kind of comes on this trip, you'll kind of get a, a bit of a melting pot experience, too, right? Yeah, that's what we're looking for, and that's what we get. Perfect. There you all. Anybody who wants to take a cool trip, go hit up runtheworld.co and meet some cool people from across different parts of the world and then go make a difference in a community as well while also getting that itch scratched, if you will, to go run a marathon in the middle of the Sierra Leone or go um, do some coral reef restoration and ocean conservation in Costa Rica. So, so many great things that you could be doing as well. Um, Carol, is there anything else that you would like to add um, on the on the show that I may have missed before we uh, wrap things up. Uh, I think you had a great. Uh, we had a great chat, chat, chat. So for me, it's all good, and yeah, just really happy to have connected and and uh, looking forward to meeting you in face to face, and maybe in some of these adventures or around there. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'll sign myself up on an adventure here soon. You know, I do hope to get to Spain soon. So maybe I'll see you out there as well. You know, algún día, huh? someday. So, Carol, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Really appreciated our conversation. Again, for anybody who's interested and in, in who wants to kind of sign up and learn more about it, you can go to runtheworld.co. That's runtheworld.co.co. You can also give them a follow all over social media as well. Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube. And again, we'll have their links on our uh, Instagram page and then within the show notes and, and all that good stuff. So if you're interested, you don't got to go far to find it. So go ahead and go do so contact and, and see what kind of cool trips that they have planned. I mean, again, they've talked about Costa Rica, Madagascar, Sierra Leone, and uh, so many other cool places that they got planned. So certainly be sure to check them out as well. And that is going to wrap up this edition of the Talking Solutions podcast here in real time stories from impact driven founders. And in this case, Carol Sanchez from runtheworld.co. 
making a difference through travel and sustainable travel on that front as well. So until the next episode, I hope everybody has a great rest of their week. And again, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. It's always appreciated. Hit the subscribe button and give us a follow. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Talking Solutions Podcast. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode and check out all of our guests on our website at cheshtech.com. That's C-H-E-S-H-T-E-C-H.com to learn more as we continue our mission of supporting impact-driven founders. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Talking Solutions Podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Talking Solutions. If you liked this episode, I'd really appreciate a review and a recommendation to a friend as we focus on highlighting these great founders and individuals providing solutions to societal problems and bringing optimism into the world.